Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, today, you guys, I am getting real and raw. I'm sharing a few stories um, to help me articulate and teach what I want to teach in this episode. And it's not teaching as in like I'm in a pedestal and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what's what. <laughs> this is like this is a teaching for us, you know. Um, one of the things that I think is happening in the coaching industry right now is that there is an awakening to the pedestal problem, where we are witnessing the damage that can happen when we put our coaches and our mentors on pedestals, both the damage in us personally, right? Where we see them as different than us and therefore always ahead of us, always, you know, they can do it, but I can't because they're up there and I'm down here. But also the damage that happens just in the industry where we stop honoring what's true for us and our situation and our season of life. And we stop listening to our own intuition and the way the spirit works with us. And so I think that there's kind of like the word that comes to mind is like a reckoning in the coaching industry right now where people are waking up to their intuition, witnessing that no one's really on a pedestal. We're all humans having a human experience. I think coaches are here to guide us and to support us and to reflect back to us our own truth and our own, you know, decision making um, and help empower us to make decisions. But not do that work for us and not say we know what's best at least that's how i like to coach and that's those are the coaches that i'm drawn to and i think that this industry is going through that change i mean i think it's been happening for a long time but just especially what i've witnessed recently and so as i've been thinking about how i can serve i want you to know that i don't see myself as different than you i really don't i just see us all like i really like this quote by ram das he says we're all walking each other home (laughs) and i really love that i do feel like we're walking each other home and so today's episode you're really gonna feel my heart today um you're gonna feel the rawness of this truth for me and i'm calling this episode a change of heart and i'm going to share a few instances where i had a change of heart and where i still am working on having a change of heart so that i can create the life that i want and i hope it supports you in creating the life that you want So we've heard this phrase, a change of heart. And what we really mean is the change of mind, right? The way that we we change the way we think about something or the way that we judge something. Um, But I really like the change of heart because there's just new research coming out all the time, you guys. Like one of the most fascinating things to me is that they're finding neurons, like neurons, where we used to think that it was only in our brain, but we're actually finding, well, not we, the scientists are finding that there's neurons in our heart and in our gut, that our gut and our heart are thinking just like our brain. And obviously it's a different quality of thought, different quality of information. So I actually really like this term, a change of heart, because I don't know, it's something that we might play with, like what if we were right all along that a change of heart means that we're changing the mind that exists within our heart. And for me, this has been really helpful. Um, Some of the stories I'm going to share, they're not like super intense, but they are personal to me. And so I want just to encourage you to listen to this episode about you. It will be about my story and there's going to be details that aren't relevant to you or you can't resonate with, but listen to it for you and how you are going to change your heart 
where things that once felt hard or rigid, maybe you have a lot of judgment of something and you're ready to let go of it so that you can move on to consciously create what you actually want. Um, because we can't hate our way into change, right? And so I think that a change of heart really speaks to that, that we're not trying to hate our way into change. We're not trying to hate our life into submission so that it can be different. That's, that has never worked. Or hate our bodies, or hate our business, hate our debt, hate our finances, hate our spouse, hate our house into submission to change the way we think it should be. That's not how change has ever worked, at least not well or sustainably. I want to offer a different way of thinking about things, um, how to have your own change of heart. So I'm going to start with this first story that I have. Um, I grew up in California in the Bay area and I had a lot of California pride in me. Um, I loved California. I thought it was the best state ever. Um, the weather was perfect. The topography was amazing, right? Everyone wants to live here. It's obviously the best state in the country, in the world. I have so much pride. It's so funny now. And, um, I used to make drives from California to Utah to visit my grandparents, um, to come to church camps and, and things here in, in Utah where I live now. And I remember driving through Nevada and we always talked about how ugly it was and stuff. And I'm planting seeds. Okay. Because later I go to BYU for college, which is in Utah in case you're not familiar with the state. And, um, I met Wesley, who's now my husband and Wesley grew up in Nevada, but I used to diss on Nevada all the time. My, me and my family both did how ugly it was. Like who lives here? <laughs> like podunk towns, right? All the judgments. We had so much judgment about Nevada. And then I met Wesley, who's from a small town in Nevada. And I didn't have judgment of Wesley. I actually fell in love with him very quickly and thought he was the best. <laughs> and um, like we fell in love really fast. And it's interesting because I didn't judge him. I just judged Nevada. And so anyway, we dated. We ended up getting married. We were at BYU together finishing our, our uh, studies, finishing our bachelor's degrees. And I remember we kind of were talking about where, like, what's next? What do we want to do with our lives? Where does Wesley want to get a job? Where do we want to live? Where do we want to raise a family? And I was like, not Nevada. I was so adamant and against Nevada because of the judgments that I still had. And I was young. I hadn't really lived anywhere but California and Utah now for BYU and going to school. And um, he was very gracious and very kind. And I could tell it hurt him, but he just knew that we probably wouldn't live in Nevada because he wanted to you know, we were newlyweds. He wanted me to be happy. And so, and I wasn't, I wasn't conscious or awake to any of this coaching material, right? I was studying psychology, but none of this was taught to me that I could choose my thoughts, right? And so I just was kind of harsh in my judgment of Nevada. Definitely didn't want to live there. And one of the biggest mistakes that I actually made in my marriage was that when we were finishing school, Wesley got an internship in Elko, well, close to Elko, at a mine, And, um, I was like, so afraid of that move that I stayed in Utah and we lived apart for the summer. I've never talked about this before because I actually, I've no, I'm noticing some, some, some shame (laughs) dwell or live in my body right now. Um, I've done a lot of work on this, but I can tell that this is good for me to share. Um, anyway, so he went to Nevada to work. He made great money. He got great experience. Like seriously, that was so crucial for his, his career And I stayed in Utah and worked at a residential treatment center and we lived apart. We saw each other a lot of weekends 
Um, but it was hard. And I regret that time. I'm, I'm grateful for the lessons, but I would not do that again because I would choose to be with Wesley. But I was so afraid and had so much judgment of Nevada that I decided to live in Utah by myself while he went to his internship. When I didn't have to, I had already graduated. There was nothing really stopping me from going with him, just my own fear and judgment. All right. And it kind of took a toll on us. Not, not awful. Like there was, it wasn't awful. It's just felt, we felt distant and it also was very looking back now. It was very selfish of me because what it meant was that he had to go and work alone. And, um, he did it, you know, for the right reasons. I think I was just scared and young and I do see it as a mistake. Now I hadn't experienced a change of heart yet. I was so hard in my heart about going to Nevada that I made that decision, that call that impacted both of us. And when I think back to that now, I'm like, oh man, I was so hard headed. <laughs> I was so stubborn and prideful um, because I had so much judgment there. And it really impacted my experience. And what's funny is years later, after we had our first baby, Wesley decided to go to graduate school. And we were living in Colorado when I had my first baby, Tegan. And um, he got into a master's program in Las Vegas. And I remember kind of, that's when I had found coaching. So I had been listening to podcasts and reading books and reading blogs and writing my own blog. I, I started this blog called the fulfilledmomblog.com. It's not active anymore, but that's what I was doing because I had a newborn. I had no, um, no coaching business or anything, but I was getting into the world of coaching. And I started to witness my own thoughts. I started to become conscious and aware that I was thinking and my thinking was creating my experience, right? That was like the first aha from a lot of us um, is that the way that I was thinking about motherhood, about my life dictated my experience. It wasn't, it wasn't the circumstances, right? It wasn't the situation. It was what I thought about the situation. And so I was more hopeful. I had been cracked open a little bit um, to be open to the idea of living in Nevada. I knew that it was temporary because we were going to go there for grad school and then maybe move. And, um, we had a baby. So I had also changed in a lot of ways, you know, developing more maturity, I guess, taking care of a little human. But I remember thinking like, I could be happy. I can, I can make this work. I could be happy wherever we live. And, um, that was a change, right? I used like when I was in high school, when I was a, a young newlywed, I would never live in Nevada, but then all of a sudden I was living and preparing to live in Nevada. And what changed was my perception. I learned tools, which was I could choose whatever I wanted to believe about this. Why not believe that this is going to be an adventure? Why not believe that I could make this happen and enjoy it? Um, that this was the best circumstance because this is what's happening, right? I really love what Byron Katie teaches about this. It's like, how do we know it was perfect? Because that's the way it happened. <laughs> and so... Um, anyway, we moved to Nevada. I ended up loving living in Las Vegas. After we lived in Las Vegas for a little bit, Wesley got a job and we ended up moving to Reno, Nevada, which is in Northern Nevada. And I ended up loving living in Sparks. It wasn't actually Reno. We lived in a, um, a congr uh, an adjacent city called Sparks and um, out in Wingfield Springs, if you know the area. And we loved it. And it's still one of my favorite places we've ever lived. And I look at the transformation. I was so bitter and stubborn about Nevada. And then just a few years later, I, it's one of my favorite places we've ever lived. 
And of course, over time, we, we also visit Wesley's parents in um, a small town outside of Reno called Fallon. And I've grown to love visiting them in their small town. And, and what I've found and the, some of the lessons that I've learned is that you find what you're looking for. And what is cool about this whole thing is that you can change what you look for. It's not necessarily what you used to look for. And so um, being a California girl, having all that California pride, I used to look for the beauty of, you know, the, the mountains, the greenery, the beaches, the rolling hills, the nice climate or whatever. And then what I started to look for in Nevada was the beauty of the desert, the beauty of sunsets and the beauty of the peop- the small town people that I love and the simplicity that I love and the open spaces that California didn't have um, and more mountains and just, it's just changed, right? I had a change of heart over time, but I was also open to it because what's funny is, is sometimes when we have a hardened heart, we're the ones that sip the poison. You know what I mean? When we are looking at our circumstances with so much judgment, it doesn't affect the circumstance. Have you ever noticed that? Right? It's almost like um, there's this book that I, I read and they describe a gnat yelling at the universe, right? I want this. That's how it was. I don't like Nevada. That's how it was for me. I don't want to live in Nevada. I don't want that. I'm a California girl. And then Nevada was just there. California was just there. It didn't change anything. It only damaged me in my marriage, in my experience of life. And so I had to have the change of heart. It didn't change Nevada. It didn't change my husband. It didn't change California, but it changed me. I started experiencing more peace and joy. I started having a love of life. I learned that I could live anywhere and find joy. And that to me was such, it's like one of the gems of my life is that I could live anywhere and be happy. That's a gift that coaching gave me. And this, this world of coaching, not just coaching, but like the world of self-help, the world of consciousness, the world of increasing awareness, of spiritual growth, of expanding my mind. And I still carry that with me. Now we live in Utah, but we've lived in Colorado. We've lived in Vegas. We've lived in Sparks. We've lived in, um, now we live in Lehigh, Utah. Like we just have lived all over. And that gift, the change of heart that I experience, which is I can live anywhere and find joy. Like it gives me a lot of personal power because I'm resilient. I can be happy regardless. If you remember the Be Do Have episode that I recorded a few weeks ago, like who are you being regardless? I wanted to be happy living in California, but that was such a weak-minded state of being because I needed California to make me happy instead of being happy regardless of where I was living. And so to me, it, it gives me a lot of a sense of certainty within myself. It gives me hope. It gives me um, the ability to see things more clearly when I make decisions, right, about our, you know, our family life, where we're going to live, where Wesley takes his job, um, things like that. And so, like I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, how is this showing up for you? It's not just about where you live. Where do you need to soften your heart so that you can stop drinking the poison that you're trying to give the world, right? I think of, um, like, anger and what other things are like this, like anger towards another person, not forgiving other people, um, hating where you live, hating circumstances. I have a few more stories I'm going to share about my changes of heart. Um, and I think that whatever you're going through right now, even if it's not about where you live, maybe it's about your spouse, maybe it's about your finances, maybe it's about your business or your job. Um, maybe it's about a child that is hard for you. Those things aren't going to change. 
you have to change and then the circumstances you're going to experience them so differently um even if nothing changes which is a beautiful thing like i genuinely love nevada now and anyone who i talk to like i'll tell them i love living in sparks i loved i love visiting my in-laws i love driving through nevada it's so crazy to me because i used to swear up and down that i would never live there and now i would and so I just wanted to give you that hope that you can get to a place where you genuinely love what's going on in your life right now. In fact, I'm going to transition into talking about this next story when I had a change of heart. Um, <laughs> when we were living in Sparks, we had both had student loans because we both dropped out of um, our master's programs. And so our student loans became immediately due. We had to start paying them. We didn't know that. We um, were <laughs> we had a young family Leslie was still new in his career and the student loan payments really, really affected us. And, um, so I was working VIP kid. I was driving this old white Tahoe and this old white Tahoe, (laughs) um, it would just make these weird noises. And one of the things that it, like nothing was really wrong with it except just annoying things. And one of the annoying things was that it would make this ding, 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 ding sound. Um, all the time, even though nothing was wrong. It was like alerting me that something was wrong with the oil or the engine or the tires, but nothing was. It was something wrong with the computer system. We didn't have the money to fix it because they would have to take apart the dashboard. And so we just kind of dealt with it. And it was very annoying. And I remember at this point when I had this car, I was deep into coaching. So I knew even though it wasn't ideal, I could figure out how to make peace with this. And I knew that if I did, my life situation and the way that I enjoyed my life would be much better than me always being against it, right? I didn't have to be angry. I didn't have to be bitter. I didn't have to be annoyed even, even though a lot of people would say, well, I would be annoyed. Well, that's, that's where we're different, right? I wanted to choose an experience that would be meaningful, that would allow me to enhance my life instead of always being angry every time I drove my car, right? And so what I would do, now I had two babies. I was driving this Tahoe, old white. Tahoe. I guess it was a Yukon. <laughs> Actually, it was a Yukon. It doesn't really matter. It's it's similar. But I was driving this white Yukon, um, and my two-year-old, I would say, okay, every time the car makes that ding, ding, ding so- sound, we're going to yell in the car, we're grateful. And we did. <laughs> and it makes me like emotional because I had the at least the insight to see I could choose what I was going to make this circumstance mean in front of my daughter. And I could have been bitter, I could have been angry, I could have been negative, but I chose to teach her, like, we can be grateful that this car is getting us to where we need to go. We can be grateful that it has AC. We can be grateful that it works, that it has four-wheel drive for the snow. We can be grateful that I get to drive my baby safely to the grocery store, that I don't have to walk, or that we have two cars for our family. And I remember it taught me so much about being an example to my kids too, that they're watching me and how I experience my life and how I help them experience their life. And so eventually it was time to buy a new car and now I drive um, an Audi and I'm really, really grateful. But I've gotta be honest, I was just as grateful for the Yukon as I am for my car now. And that taught me a lot. It's not just about getting the new car, it's about who do I wanna be while I create the finances to buy the new car. To me, that's why coaching is so powerful. It's not just about achievement. It's about the quality of life on my way to achieving things. That was a change of heart for me. The next one, one that I'm still navigating, to be totally transparent with you, is the student loans. Me and Wesley both still have student loans. We have a desire to pay them off. 
we're really excited for the day when um, that that we can do that. And um, the debt that we've carried, I used to have so much shame about it. Like it was a mistake that we started our master's programs and dropped out. It was a mistake that we took on so much debt and didn't even finish our degrees. It was a mistake that, you know, we were young and we started things that we didn't finish. All these, all this shame. And honestly, that's really why I started my business is I, not why I started my business because I wanted to be making money doing something that I loved. When I started my business, I was teaching English to kids in China for a company called VIP kit. And when I started my life coaching business, I just knew I needed to make like 800 bucks a month, um, to cover our expenses in a way that would, you know, support Wesley, support my motherhood. Cause I wanted to be at home and I Stop, wanted to stop teaching because VIB kid, you have to wake up really early to get classes because of the time difference between here and China. And so I was waking up at like 3 a.m. to teach. I would teach for three hours and then I, my daughter would wake up and then we'd have our day. And it was long days and it was tiring and it was work that I didn't enjoy. And so um, one of the things that I felt at that time, I was like, well, I, I, I owe myself this because of the student loans of the debt. So I have to hate my student loans and I have to hate this job, but it's a necessary evil kind of thing. But as I started digging into self-help, as I started reading books like Awaken the Giant Within and listening to the Life Coach School podcast and listening to Brendan Burchard and his, you know, how he teaches to be positive and um, grateful in any circumstance. And I started reading books like the Manifest or the Motivation Manifesto. And I'm trying to think of other books at that time that really helped me see um, a New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. I read books that helped me expand my mind and I realized my resistance and hatred of my debt wasn't going to change my debt. My resistance and hatred and and shame that I felt about a mistake, I could change that story. And what it, what I've, what it's allowed me to do now, because I, like I said, this isn't something that I've accomplished yet. This is a goal of mine. I want to pay off our student loans um, and the debt that we have. But I... I feel it's so interesting because I don't have anger about it. I don't even see it as a mistake anymore. I genuinely see it as such a gift because it led me to coaching to this makes like I'm teary because for so long I was so mad at it and mad at myself for making mistakes for being dumb, young and dumb and dropping out of my masters and taking on debt when I didn't need to, but I would have never gotten here. And I would have never learned the things that I'm learning. I would have never met the people that I've met. I would have never worked with the clients that I've worked with or the mentors that I've worked with. I would have never been introduced to this world, this idea, these ideas and way of life of energetics and creation and entrepreneurship, boundaries. I mean, law of attraction, like all these things. Um, coaching thoughts create your feelings feelings drive your actions like even simple things like that i would have never found this world if it wasn't for my student loans and to me even though we still carry them my relationship with them is so different um i'm grateful it genuinely was the catalyst for me to me that was a change of heart so so many of us are walking around with shame for mistakes heavy burdens of decisions that we've made or whatever but what if those things genuinely were to help you to catapult you into who you're meant to be. I shared three stories today, the living in Nevada, my Yukon, and the student loan debt. And all three of them definitely, 
definitely have helped shape me. There's a lot of things that I could have talked about, but those are the three that came to mind when I had this idea to talk about having a change of heart. And a change of heart can happen in an instant. That's one of, like, it's one of my favorite things about this world, this lot, like this life coaching world, this health help world, is that you can change your perception in an instant. And I think Gabby Bernstein talks about this holy instant where you remember that you can choose love and wholeness instead of hatred and judgment and separation. When I when I was going through all these things, living in Nevada, driving my Yukon, student loan debt, when I was suffering the most, it was because I saw it with so much judgment. It, like, it shouldn't be this way. I should have done something different. And I'm the one who suffered. Instead... I could choose to see this happen for me. There's an opportunity here. What is this? What is this showing me? What is available here? What do I want to choose? How do I how do I want to see this? And now the world is going to tell you that that's not the way that you have a right to be vindictive, that you have a right to judge, that you have a right to be negative. And I want to stand in your corner and say like you don't have to. It might make sense to be negative, but why do you want to be? Even if you were wronged, even if things aren't the way you want them to be, you don't have to be negative about it. And for me, this set me free. And I want to set you free that you can have a change of heart whenever you're ready. You can have a change of heart by choosing to see your circumstances no matter what they are differently in a way that actually serves you, which is this is happening for you. This is for your ultimate growth. This is for the ultimate destination that maybe you don't even see yet. This is for your evolution and expansion in this life. That's why we came here. We came here to grow. We came here to become. And sometimes when we pray to become the woman or the man um, that we want to be, what shows up is circumstances that we don't want. Financial pitfalls, mistakes, illnesses, um, people leaving us, relationships falling apart, whatever it is for you. You can have a change of heart about those things and really not just fake in it, but really get to the place where you're grateful for it, that you witness why it showed up for you, that you can alchemize it into something for your greatest good and what's ultimately going to help you serve. I know living in Nevada, driving that Yukon, struggling with money and with student loans and shame about financial decisions, I know that I went through that so that I could learn to heal it and overcome it so that I could guide people through that as well. I'm still on that journey because I feel it's funny because like of the student loans, like I still haven't paid off my student loans. And so I feel hesitant to talk about it. That's why I haven't really talked about it up until this point. But I want you to know that I'm going through my own stuff too. In an effort to take me off the pedestal, to take other people off the pedestal, we're all going through things. You're going through things that I don't even know about. But I know it's for your good. I know that it's helping you become who you're meant to become. When you have a change of heart, you will see that. And then the beautiful thing is you will experience it. And you will genuinely be grateful for your problems. You will genuinely be grateful for the things that you would do differently now that you deem as mistakes. But you can look at them without the shame. You can look at them with eyes to see the gift. Eyes to see the beauty and the opportunity that's right here. To me, that's having a change of heart. I hope you listened to this episode about you, not about my student loans or about my Yukon or my living in Nevada, right? I hope you lived or listened for where you can apply it to your life, where you can change your heart, where you can have a change of heart, a change of perception, a shift 
that's a course in miracles teaches like the shift in perception is the miracle when you can see something through the lens of love that is the miracle that's that's always available to us that we can see things differently in a way that serves us and then empowers us to help others to me that's what life is about so my hope is that you took something away that you can immediately apply where you can have a change of heart today if you want to it's available you can choose to see whatever you're struggling with as an opportunity you can see it differently and one of the prayers that I learned from Gabby, Gabby Bernstein was like, help me see this with love. And I encourage you to do that. Whatever it is you're struggling with, help, like, help me see it with love. And when you offer that prayer, when you offer that thought, I, I know that there will be answers that come to you. Sit with them, journal them, be open to them. Because they're coming. They're coming right now. You can breathe out. You can relax. You can ease into this it's not doesn't have to happen immediately but just be open to it happening so that you can see things differently and in a way that empowers you and lets you love more love into your life okay this is a big one you guys i'll see you in another episode bye